Welcome to I'm 40% Podcasts, season two, episode, I don't know, something. We are here today with uh, my co-host, That's Jinx just Monsoon. bad hosting. It's, a, it's an episode. It doesn't matter. They can look 12. at their feed. They can season look at their two, feed. If they look at the 12. JPEG, it says what it is. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's just bad producing. Well, that's my co-host. We we talk about Futurama every week. This is the Queer Futurama <laughs> podcast. Everyone likes it. It's so fun. Um, and today, oh my gosh, Jinx, are you as excited about this guest as me? I'm always more excited than you could possibly be at all times. Okay. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, anyway. About our everything. Guest, our guest <laughs> is uh, not only a competitor on uh, Drag Race UK versus the world, but she is the co-host of Drag Race Thailand. I would say the very best of the Drag Race international seasons uh please everybody welcome the amazing pangina heels welcome pangina thank you i'm so <laughs> happy to be here i have not watched um futurama for a couple of years now and i'm i i was watching it to prep for this show so mm-hmm. i remembered why i loved it yeah oh so you're already a fan that's cool Mm-hmm. Did you watch it when you went to college at UCLA? <laughs> I certainly did. I loved watching it when I was like smoking some weed. It was great. Yeah. I don't so know what you're talking about. You not only watch cartoons <laughs> when you're stoned, but you smoked weed in college. These are both very strange things. And we're she's a lot. freaking hot. <laughs> so basically. is very hot. Yes. Oh. Well, let's just start the episode by saying Pangina is very attractive. And throughout the episode, we will probably bring it up again. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> I thought you have better standards, you guys. <laughs> uh, Pangina um, is Futurama. Tiny cup. <laughs> Pangina has tiny, a very tiny, tiny espresso cup. That you're barely sipping. <laughs> All right. Okay. Mm. Is a future of the only uh, sort of adult cartoon you enjoy? Are there other cartoons that make you laugh? There are, but it's really politically incorrect. And I don't know, like, it's not of this time, but at the time it was funny. You guys know Drawn Together? Oh yeah, totally. Drawn Together, The Comedy Central, early 2000s. You know, I would say... Drawn yeah. Together is like, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. But is some right. of it objectively funny? Yes. Some of it is objectively funny. It's very irreverent. It's politically incorrect with the purpose of satire. But it's also kind of like, you know, are we there yet, society? But um, <laughs> yeah. but it was a pretty goddamn funny show. And Jack Plotnick time, yeah. was um, the voice of Xander, the gay character based off of um, Link in The Legend of Zelda. And Jack mm-hmm. Plotnick is an amazing um uh, actor who's also in girls will be girls so you know what there's reasons to watch it <laughs> mm-hmm. i met the director sure. of girls will be girls recently just one of my many yeah. la stories he's a cool guy <laughs> um anyway pangina uh there's this is quite a dense episode so i hope you don't mind uh we're gonna talk about the news and then we're gonna start talking about the episode we do have some news news segment starts now good news everyone Okay, news. Big news. Big, big news. Bendergate has ended. John DiMaggio <laughs> is rejoining the cast of Futurama. This all got resolved. I hope people got money for it. What's everyone feel like? Pangina, you- would you have watched the new Futurama if there wasn't John DiMaggio? Are you caught up, Pangina? Did you know there's going to be a new season of Futurama? I, I didn't know that. Wait, what happened? <laughs> We're throwing a lot at you. Okay, let's slow down. There's going to be a new season of Futurama on Netflix. Which is great. Netflix. Oh, or is it amazing. Hulu? Is it Netflix? Hulu. 
Hulu. Hulu. Anyway, uh-huh. but there was only one hitch in the giddy up, and that was that John DiMaggio, who voices Bender and tons of other characters, wasn't going to do it. But then we found out that he was holding out until everyone on the cast got more money. Um, he was like insisting that all the voice actors be paid more. Um, and that's why he wasn't signing his contract. And I'm guessing Netflix caved and <laughs> what a legend. Oh my God. It's, that's it's Hulu. Hulu caved. Oh my yeah, God. Whatever. He, he's a socialist Slander, icon. Libel. <laughs> he's a socialist icon. We love uh, John DiMaggio. Uh, I do want to have a side conversation. This happened the same week as SJP saying that she's going to recast Samantha in, in just like that season two. (laughs) What? What? So do you think that, yeah. (laughs) And there's a list of, there's a list of people that she's considering. Um, Tell me. Is this real? (laughs) They're going to recast Samantha? Well, the article said that we can only do so much groveling and we're not going to do season two without Samantha. So we're just going to recast her if she doesn't want to come back. The names, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> the names are, <laughs> and I have mixed feelings about some of these names. The names are Chelsea Handler, <laughs> um, okay. Kim Basinger, and my personal favorite, Annette Benning. I think Annette could handle it. Thoughts? I think Annette could handle it. I want to watch the Chelsea Handler one, though. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Okay, I'm clearly in the minority here. No, I don't want to see Chelsea Handler. I, I, like- I think if I wanted the best performance, I, yeah, I'd go with Annette Benning. But if I wanted to, like, keep watching the Sex and the City franchise for the reasons I watch, I want Chelsea Handler. Amen. Yeah. Well, all right. That's all. You the just news. imagine that tired all the future woman, news. That woman just being so tired, but also talking about dicks. Like she's like, oh, <laughs> I don't even, I haven't even been paying attention to this conversation. I've been thinking about dicks or whatever. <laughs> that's exactly how she would talk, though. Like Annette would have, Annette would affect the voice, and that's what we need. We need the voice. I love talking like <laughs> Samantha Jones and The Sims together. Anyway, okay, so on this Futurama podcast. <laughs> We're going into the episode now. John DiMaggio. Back with Futurama. We're done with the news. Hulu. It's Hulu. Disney Plus. They're all doing it. Why are you sidelining me? (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Potato, potato. We're going into the episode now. Raging Bender. (laughs) There's no cold open. The Chiron says, (laughs) nominated for three Glemmies. I think this is funny. I give it four out of five Chirons. I give it a a 4.5 out of five There's no point fives. There's no decimals in this rating system. It's four. It's one through five. What Otherwise, we roots? would do a ten-point scale. What are the rules? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She's off the rails today. <laughs> um, we uh, go to the Planet Express office. Uh, the professor says, "Good news, everyone. I've taught the toaster <laughs> to love, and the toaster is acting like a puppy." Thoughts? Thoughts? Um, <laughs> they sure do turn the like the toasters get turned into animals a lot um isn't there a toaster that gets turned into a raccoon and then it pops I toast out and then fry eats it and goes it's a little yeah. gamey <laughs> i think that is a raccoon that's turned into a toaster or fused with a toaster <laughs> or something i can't remember I can't even remember the context for that right now it's the reverse fossilization they turn ah. the, the toaster into a into a it's a what if episode okay anyway what if episode back to this episode i feel like it's funny i feel like the toaster being <laughs> a puppy is pretty funny but also isn't everything already a robot that like has a consciousness so like... i mean true um hermes comes back from his vacation he stopped off at the brain slug planet he had a leg <laughs> a layover and now he has a brain slug on um it's sort of, uh, this is the second time we've seen the brain slugs because we saw them in the politics episode. Yeah, the brain they have their party. own party. <laughs> so, Pangina, <laughs> imagine someone walks into the room with a brain slug on. What's your first, wh- what's the first thing you're going to do? What's your mode of action here? <laughs> Get a lighter. <laughs> Ooh get a lighter it's like getting those what is it like leashes 
when you go into the jungle. So if you burn it, it probably fall out, right? That's my yeah. first reaction. <laughs> but then again, the green slug thing looks kind of like jello. So I wouldn't mind like biting a little bit. Having a, a bite? Bit. Yeah, having a bite. <laughs> I got a leech on my leg once in Nebraska and my uh, aunt or cousin or whatever put salt on it and it let go. Oh, what did it feel like? Because they're just a slug, right? I didn't feel it. I just got out of this little pond that we probably shouldn't have been swimming in. And they were like, there's a leech on your leg. (laughs) How big was it? It was very small. I would say it was the size of a penny. Very small. Get off me, you parasitic lamprey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's very funny how casually they react to the brain slug. Like mm. their solution is just to ditch him and go to the movies. Like it's going to work itself out on its own. It sounds like they, it sounds like they've had experiences or the earth has had experiences with brain slugs before, because as soon as Fry wants to acknowledge it, you know, um, is it Amy says, no, it's Leela. Quiet. Yeah. Do you want to get us all assimilated? Um, mm. So they probably have to kind of act like it's not like a big deal. So the brain slug doesn't see anything coming because the brain slug can pick up on everything Hermes can pick up on. Oh. <laughs> but I love that the brain slugs for a hive mind thing, they're not it sounds like they're not very good. I mean, first of all, they're extremely visible. Second of all, they don't play the ruse very well because like the, he comes in and goes, Hermes enjoyed a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) And his suggestion is they go to the brain slug planet and walk around without helmets. (laughs) Walk around without helmets. (laughs) They ditch him. They decide to go to the movies. Um, Mm. Some of the movie titles on the front of the marquee are It Came From Planet Earth, Shaft on Afrikan 9, (laughs) and When a Man Loves a Smizmar. (laughs) <laughs> and then we get into the movies that they're they debating. bring up Smizmars a lot. I'm just oh, I want to talk about it. The Smizmar thing folds in on itself in this episode. It's just because it's just the announcer a, at the robot fighting league says, says ladies and gentlemen, and Smizmars. And Smizmars. And then we learn later that a Smizmar is like just what um Kif's people call or, um yeah. like their betrothed or their true love. So <laughs> This joke seems like they just, <laughs> it seems like they came up with a funny word and wanted to use it as much as possible. <laughs> I think so. Um, Fry wants to go see Galaxy Wars, but Leela doesn't want to see yeah. a historical documentary. Um, uh, Leela wants to see Quizblorg, Quizblorg, but Amy <laughs> says, Guck, I don't want to watch anything with subtitles. Do you like Amy's um, little fake slang, Pangina? Is that funny to you? We really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember the scene, but yeah, I, I feel like the movies. Um, I was so drawn to them getting the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want the popcorn? <laughs> I want that popcorn, that metal, that metal. You want thing it with the motor oil on it? <laughs> yes. You want the motor oil popcorn? I want that motor oil popcorn. Seem like an adventurous eater. <laughs> yeah, first you're gonna eat the brain slug. Now you're gonna eat the motor oil. I'll just eat short. anything. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. And Jaina was just watching this episode like it was a, a menu. <laughs> yeah, what a hyena! <laughs> they decide. That's a reference to hijinks. I called. I called Panjaina. If uh, this is this is fun for listeners, if they are fans of both hijinks and Futurama. Uh, um, here's a peek behind the scenes. I'm actually recording with Pangina both episodes in one day. So <laughs> I didn't know that Pangina would just like bring up things from that other episode <laughs> he did. And I don't know which order these episodes will air in. So if you're someone who likes to find Easter eggs, <laughs> yes. hyena is your Easter egg. <laughs> Uh, they decided to watch All My Circuits, the movie, which is weird because that's a soap opera and I've never heard mm-hmm. of a soap opera having a theatrical movie. Well, and it's a I mean, Sex and the City is essentially a sitcom oh. soap opera and mm. they had two movies. And uh, yeah, you know, like TV shows have movies sometimes. The Simpsons X-Files. had a movie. I mean, Days of Our Lives has never had a movie, but like... Um, all my circuits is wildly popular. 
It's the most popular show, it seems like. Everyone's it seems like a primetime soap opera. Like, because they all get together in the evenings <gasps> to watch it. You're right. So it's like a soap opera that made it to primetime. Well, mm. early evenings, it's still light outside. Um, yeah, sorry, but it's Pangina, New York. We're talking, <laughs> sorry, Pangina, we're talking about three seconds of footage from 10 episodes <laughs> ago. Um, they... Uh, see this olden timey newsreel before uh, the the news. And it's funny because we see the recently crowned Miss Universe is doing like a USO show, but it's mm-hmm. for the amoebas who are planning to kill the human race. <laughs> and, and the announcer gets, says, go get them, boys. <laughs> I appreciate So what's the, the difference between, now. sorry. So what's the difference between those amoebas and the brain slugs? <laughs> hmm. First of all, I would say size. <laughs> um, That's my first placement guess. on the body. <laughs> um, and is this the same? This is the Miss Universe who just won in a couple episodes ago. Yes, and we find out her name is Gladys Lennox, which is a weird Gladys name for <laughs> Lennox for an amoeba lady. An, did you know that Pangina was a runway coach for Miss Thai, uh, Miss Universe Thailand? really that's another mm-hmm. easter egg <laughs> well we should have had you on the miss universe episode <laughs> i know yeah. woulda coulda shoulda but who was producing the show at the time nick and things tend to fall through the cracks <laughs> well i'm still producing the show so watch your p's and q's yeah uh, we'll see how long that lasts <laughs> we find out we find out that this is a choose your own adventure type movie because Calculon gets a phone call from the robot lady and she says, a fight is so broken many- out. They <laughs> have so many Special effects factory. This. Why don't you take it, Jinx? Tell us a little about this. Okay, so then what happens next is they're like, do you want to watch Calculon uh, get in a high-speed chase uh, on his way to the special effects factory? Or do you want to watch him finish filing his paperwork? And everyone selects, or at least Fry selects, but we can assume everyone selects the high-speed chase. And then the chair goes, you have selected to file his paperwork. And Fry goes, no, I didn't. And the chair responds, I'm pretty sure you did. And then they show what seems like hours of footage of Calculon just looking through papers. Now, here's my thoughts and theories. The movie studio lost the footage. (laughs) Oh, okay. Interesting. And for some reason had a bunch of B-roll of Calculon doing this paperwork. And so they were just like, well, we already pitched it as a choose your own adventure. We're just going to have to give them the illusion of choosing your own adventure. But really, all we've got is the Calculon paperwork scene. (laughs) When Jinx and I were roommates, we did the choose your own adventure Black Mirror episode. Did you ever watch that, Pangina? Bandersnatch. 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 You remember that boy in it? <laughs> you could do your own, you could do your own um parody of it and it could be called Pander Snatch. Pander Snatch. Um, we learn in the newsreel going back a little bit that there's this ultimate robot fighter named the masked mm-hmm. units. And <laughs> totally unrelated, a very tall, nerdy robot sits in front of Bender. And he's there with his girlfriend and Bender's like harassing them. <laughs> he's like such a douche. Yeah. 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 Have you ever had this experience in a movie theater? Someone like kicking the back of your seat and calling your calling your date heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that experience. Normally what it is is that there's kids just roaming free. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Little kids just coming over looking for candy. <laughs> like, um, just running up and down the aisles. Um, I'm trying to think if I've never been in an audience with a with a big talker, but I also haven't ever been a big movie person. I I don't go to the movies very often. And usually I luck out and end up at the movie theater when no one else is there. <laughs> I just oh, went lucky. and saw Death on the that Nile in the middle of the day in Brooklyn. Oh, alone. you gotta go in the middle of the day. It's great. And it was the theater. I was completely alone. I sat there and watched um you know, death of death on the Nile, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman in a murder mystery. <laughs> Kalal, no. <laughs> um, we have a little cameo from the Mystery Science Three Thousand robots. Did anyone appreciate that other than me? No, 
Um, I lived with a mystery science theater um, fanatic for years, and I have a good appreciation for it. But, you know. And Jaina, have you ever watched Mystery Science Mm -hmm. Theater where the robots, they talk during the bad movies? That's the whole show. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. (laughs) You know, there are certain times in your life you feel like, holy shit, you're from a different continent. I'm having those moments right now. Wow, culture shock. Yes. Wow. <laughs> but oh, wait I'm, a I'm second. All of this, just <laughs> the pitching in might be lacking from my part, <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> we hear you. Um, we see you. And um, I think we can adjust what I'm questions going to we allow this. <laughs> we'll adjust what ke- questions we throw your way. Pangina, <laughs> what's your favorite movie you've ever seen in a theater? <laughs> just to feed off you when you were saying about the the movie experience I get Mm -hmm. irrationally (laughs) unquestionably angry in movie theaters when people speak and I'm always Mm -hmm. that person who would go up to them with a flashlight on my phone and said if you if you're not quiet I would do this endlessly to you. <laughs> I'm always that person. You've done that, that in a movie theater? Many times. Many times. I'm always that wow. person who's like, if you're going to ruin my experience, I will ruin yours too. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's a principle you've taken into your work as an entertainer as well. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm worried that, um, did I give you a complex by calling you a hyena and saying you were a, a, a scrappy fighter? Because you've brought I it up like it. three times and now I'm worried, is is she bringing it up because she likes it or is she bringing it up because she's got a, <laughs> she's like got a plan for how she's going <laughs> to take me no, down after this? <laughs> okay, Bender mm. is now kicking the back of the seat of this robot. Mm. Things are escalating. Uh, oh. He challenges them to a fight. Oh, go ahead, mom. I was just going to point out the voice actor for this nerdy robot sitting in front of Bender. Can't remember his name. Should have looked it up, but it's it's SpongeBob. It's the creator. Oh, and Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny. You can hear it basically sounds like when SpongeBob is being nerdy. He's like, mm. excuse me, sir. <laughs> I can't do SpongeBob. Well, like skip. No, I can't do it. <laughs> I saw Tom Kenny one time uh, performing in his band. <laughs> he was the... <laughs> He was the act at a comedy festival at the after what, party. What kind of music do they play? It was really good. <laughs> it was like old, like uh, 60s pop covers with like horns and stuff. And then they would do originals as well. It was very fun. And then at a certain point, he had like three lady backup singers. And at a certain point, he just left the stage and started dancing with all of us while the ladies sang for a while. It was pretty classy. <laughs> Pangina, do you like SpongeBob? Have you seen much SpongeBob? Yeah, square pants. <laughs> I have seen I have seen parts um, of of SpongeBob. Is it syndicated? Uh, Do they play it in Thailand? Um, in Thai, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes, I <laughs> remember those moments we were talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just um, wondering. I love watching cartoons in different languages. I love hearing the different voice actors and how they play the character in different languages. See, we've had like Sailor Moon mm-hmm. growing up. So I, I, I'm not accustomed to SpongeBob. I know that he is um, um, a sea creature. <laughs> I think that's from what I've understood. He is, uh, uh-huh. yeah, of that family. I'm just surprised yeah. it wasn't like inundated onto you. Like SpongeBob, I feel like even though I wasn't the right age for SpongeBob mm-hmm. when he got popular, it was everywhere. I felt, but so I, I, I thought maybe when you went to college here, you probably would have had a lot of SpongeBob thrown at you. But um, <laughs> sounds like you avoided it. <laughs> Pangina, which of the sailors are you most like? <laughs> oh, Venus, for sure, because I am a blonde. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what side is Venus? What side is that? What's your side, Pangina? Um, I am a Cancer 
Cusp. Leo Cusp. Wait, I, I am a crappy <laughs> lion. A, a, a crabby lion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this episode makes it sound like Pangina and I have just known each other for years. I know everything about her. <laughs> I would actually say that if you combined a crab and a lion, you would get a, a hyena. So I feel like it's all tracks. <laughs> Can we stop focusing on, <laughs> on hyenas, please? <laughs> I really hope this episode comes out first. So, <laughs> so it makes, it makes absolutely even less sense. zero yeah. sense. And, yeah. um, so um, he really annoys, he annoys the, the nerd robot. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. He becomes the uh he becomes the destructor. No, 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 that's later. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. He's a big um, robot. We don't know what his name is yet. We don't. He's <laughs> the masked. He's the masked robot, isn't it? That they find his mask and his thing. <laughs> no, at, after they defeat him, they open up his chest panel, and it says the masked unit. The masked unit. Okay, <laughs> so he he starts, you know, really tearing shit up. What I need to know is how did Bender beat him because. Bender's there was not some a oil on the floor. Ah, uh, from the motor the oil popcorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. So Bender didn't actually do any fighting. He well, it's kind anything. of like a it's kind of like a showgirls moment, except for instead of pearls, it's <laughs> it's motor oil covered popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the entire thing is a fluke from the get-go. Bender has no business being a robot fighter. Okay, just I do find sure. it very funny that the mass unit's girlfriend is now hanging on to Bender and like in love with him and yeah. giving him a little kiss. Even For though whatever. he just called her heavy. <laughs> yeah, they're doing the like, they're doing the fighting movie trope where like yes. the woman is not a human. She's just the prize of whoever wins the fight. Um, uh, it's very Popeye and olive oil. <laughs> mm. um, anyway, so Bender, you know, thinks he's tough shit now. <laughs> and for some reason, not only was the masked unit there, but so was the president of the ultimate robot fighting. <laughs> this whole thing feels staged. This whole thing feels like they were they knew they were going to do this. They like entrapped they, him somehow. Like, yeah, or like maybe he wanted out of robot fighting. And so they concocted this scheme where he they just oh, go like to a, movie theaters it's a one in one out policy like if you want to leave robot fighting you gotta you get to me a new a fighter Leela <laughs> uh decides that she's gonna help bender become an ultimate robot fighter and she says let me tell you a story from my childhood and then one of our favorite quotes comes <laughs> mom you want to take this Again with the orphanarium. <laughs> that needs to be a sound on the soundboard. Make a note okay, of that. Okay, I'll producer. get it. I'll get it. <laughs> I used to say that, I, Pan Pan, I sometimes say that to Jinx when she's telling a depressing story from her childhood. I'll say, oh, again with the orphanarium. <laughs> or if I bring up Drag Race when, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when I had filmed Her Drag Race trauma. <laughs> When I had filmed season five and when it was airing and then for five years after that, <laughs> it felt Again. like the only thing I could talk about. <laughs> so Nick would often say, Again with the orphanarium. <laughs> um, we get a flashback of Leela's uh, childhood where she was learning Arcturan Kung Fu. Arcturan um, Kung Fu from oh. Master Fnog. Fnog. Yeah, Fnog. let's talk about Fnog for a second. Yes. So one of the many problematic Asian characters not voiced by an Asian person. On <laughs> Future Billy West, I believe. Yeah. And it, it's Billy West voicing him as well. I think. We know that unless Billy it's West Tom Kenny. <laughs> unless <laughs> it's Tom Kenny. Um, so Pan Pan, America has a um a long history of white voice actors voicing um, POC and um, foreign characters in TV shows. And Apu was a big, a, a big discussion point recently um, on the Simpsons because mm. Hank Azaria had been uh, voicing Apu for years. The main character Amy, who is Asian, is voiced by an Asian um, voice actor, Laura Tom. But Lauren Tom, Lauren Tom. I'm so terrible with names. It's amazing (laughs) that I even remembered most of the syllables. Anyway, (laughs) but um, but she's the only Asian voice actor and every other Asian character is voiced by a Mm. white person. 
Initial thoughts on that whole thing. <laughs> See, watching um, that scene, I was just like, oh, oh, I wasn't too sure. But you, you mm-hmm. have to bear in mind, I came from, like, where I come from, this is, it's, it's, it's all over the media. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a, a, the context of, you know, being politically correct here in, in America. But I do understand that, oh, I was thinking, like, who voiced this? So that's obviously <laughs> yeah. a concern. I was like, oh, this, it's, it's playing off a lot of stereotypes, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know where we're at, but a, a lot of the times I just find humor in a lot of crazy shit and I just let mm-hmm. things go. So um, I don't know. I, I thought it was... It is what it is. Um, what do you think, Jinx? <laughs> <laughs> I think this was an opportunity to go. I mean, he's he's a ton of Asian stereotypes and mm. um, many unflattering stereotypes all mm. rolled into one. But he's, he's also, also an alien. He's also yeah. a bug alien. So I'm like, right. they could and the way they go in and, you know, the the way they do their satire most of the time is it's set in the future and it's set in mm. outer space so mm. they can make you know politically incorrect jokes without making it punching down on a marginalized people per right. se and i'm just confused why they didn't go that route this time yeah. <laughs> um i think they're just going for the kung fu master archetype exactly not that that. which but that whole these... trope in and of itself is problematic yeah. <laughs> um, um i do think this alien is from the same universe as the racist aliens from phantom menace <laughs> have you seen <laughs> well you've never seen star wars but there's a whole no. bunch of bad aliens that talk but, pretty mm. similarly to this <laughs> I guess it, okay, now I'm like hearing this conversation and I'm thinking, I I was hearing what I was saying about how they use the alien races and it being set in the future Mm. to get away with kind of off-color humor, which I feel like science fiction has done, you know, obviously it happened in Star Wars, it's happened in Star Trek. So now I'm like, is that just like racists getting away with being racist by making it about an alien race? Mm. (laughs) Like, um... So I don't know. I'm not sure any of this is the right way to go, but uh, it does set up the main, the A plot for the rest of the episode. We get into the plot, yes. Leela has decided to become... Uh, oh, and we should say the whole conflict between her and Fanag is he's being very sexist against her. Yeah. He's saying very. you cannot be a warrior because you are a girl. I think, and I... This is just me like making a guess. I think when they have a character that's going to be a bad guy, like a sexist who who ruined Leela's childhood, they lean into negative stereotypes of whatever that like character would be. Like what's the most like cartoonish archetypal stereotypes. And so that's what I think is the most problematic thing about it is by like by combining all of those things together, they're implying people that fit this archetype are inherently sexist, you know? So, but could he have just been a bug alien who's a sexist and maybe it would um stand the test of time? Who knows? They didn't go that route. <laughs> so because of this conflict, Leela decides to be Bender's trainer. Um, mm. They have a training montage where Bender's doing push-ups, which doesn't make sense to me because he doesn't have muscles. Um, <laughs> and he can also like lift a bus already. I just don't get it. Yeah, what is he training for? Isn't he programmed? <laughs> Isn't it all finite? Hasn't it all been decided already how strong he is? Like, mm. unless the professor is upgrading his hardware and his software and building muscles onto him, this all seems very moot. But whatever. It's a Karate Kids parody. We need the training montage. It's Rocky. Um, go ahead. Give us the montage we expect. Doesn't make any goddamn sense, but go for it. <laughs> We're at the fight. Um, the announcer is a referee alien. He's like, his his body is made of black and white stripes, as though he was born to be a referee. <laughs> no, he's he's ki- he's um he's from Kif's home planet, so he has the camouflage. Why do you say that? 
Because he says Smizmars and he's shaped like Kip. That's why you think that he's from Kip's planet because he says Smizmars. We were just talking about they say Smizmars all yes, the time. Yes, but he also looks like the same type of alien as Kif. And Kif's um, species has a camouflage feature of they camouflage do. function. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming he just like stood up against a black and white striped wall, used his camouflage feature, and then came out as the referee. I'm going to allow this. <laughs> Um, I win! Pangina, did you see me win that argument? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The announcer says Bender is from America's heartland, Mexico, which is very funny because we do know Bender is from Mexico, but apparently America has annexed even more of Mexico. I say that as a person (laughs) in California, which used to be Mexico. Um, Bender is fighting a lumberjack robot, and his name is the Clear Cutter. (laughs) And uh, uh, in the audience, Hermes is watching with Fry and he says, hey, I got you an official Bender hat and it's a brain slug. (laughs) It's a brain slug. Um, Is this when someone, is this when Zoidberg knocks off Hermes's brain slug? Did we miss that part? It's a little later. It's a little later. Okay, that's my favorite part of the episode. So remind me when we get there. Okay, I'll remind you. (laughs) Have you, okay, so you talked about like being the person who will go, um, uh, confront people talking in the movie theater. Have you ever gotten into like a fist fight? Have you ever like fought, fought for real like an, another person? Yeah. <laughs> I've never gotten in and into, out of drag. Were you in? And I've out never of drag? gotten That's into really a important. fist fight. I've only ever wrestled my little brothers. I've never like gotten into like a one of these. How <laughs> else would you exercise? you go pick fights with people out in in the wild (laughs) no you've seen those videos on youtube when it's like when fans go too far Uh um i've had those experiences i mean so i fought people in drag and out of drag i don't like to do it often but like if you're drunk and you throw like a menu into my face let's get down so um (laughs) yeah it happens and did you win they ran away because I grabbed a <laughs> bottle. So it, that's how that's it, a win. Yeah, that, that's how it escalated. So. <laughs> See, yes, I think that this qualifies as a win. Is why I said she's a hyena <laughs> <laughs> she's scrappy. She fights. She fights to win. I look for the sand first to kick, and then I grab a bottle. <laughs> yes, those are my two arsenal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also so sweet and so hot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Bender is attacked with an axe and a drill. Um, Leela says, stop mm-hmm. scratching your axe hole and get up there and fight him. And yeah. he wins the fight by just sort of putting his foot out and kicking the robot in the head accidentally. He explodes. Yeah. Yeah. And Bender even seems a little confused by this. <laughs> like, <laughs> but is a little bit like, what? Um, he wins the fight. He goes fight. back into the dressing room and uh, or the locker room. I've I'm sorry, a theater kid. The dressing he goes into the room. locker room. <laughs> <laughs> he goes into the locker room and he's like, Yay, I killed the person. Um, and then <laughs> the person he blew up, the robot walks in and is like, Hey, what's up? Um, and we learned that. It's all fake. It's all been fake the whole time. Um, Have you ever been this unprepared for a job that you walked into something and assumed it was real and (laughs) blew someone up and then found out that it was all staged? It seems very implausible. Um, No, I've never had anything even close to this experience in my life. I I did as I, I didn't think that everything that happened on season five of Drag Race was fake, but I did assume that it was possible that it was all a carry situation, and that when I got crowned at the end, that there was just gonna like rain blood on me, and the whole thing was just a, like a really long joke on me. <laughs> I, I mean, didn't that think that for a though. moment. Mm. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. We learn that Bender won because he's the most popular fighter. And then we see him fight a montage of very unpopular fighters. Mm. One of them is Billionaire Bot, which reminded me of Tiger Millionaire from Steven Universe. 
There's what always is- got to be some capitalist fat cat. Um, it, you know, if, if you think about the target demo for a fighting uh, show, a fighting spectacle entertainment, um, yeah, they want to see like, they want to see the capitalist fat cat who owns a owns a yacht and has a servant <laughs> and his wife muffy um they want to see him get beat up you know because they're you know they need a fighter for the working guy <laughs> mm. Mm. um one of the fighters is named the foreigner he says <laughs> i'm here i have my own customs or I'm not from here. <laughs> I have my own customs. Look at my crazy passport. And this did not have an <laughs> offensive voice attached and it was still funny. So think yeah. about it, Futurama. <laughs> think about it, Futurama. With this new season, you really have an opportunity here. <laughs> um, what if they doubled down? What if the new season of Futurama <laughs> comes Fry out? Just and talks with an Asian accent. <laughs> they just double down and it's as politically incorrect as they could think of. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> the chain smoker is the last fighter and he's going to come smoke in your restaurant, which is a very 90s problem. We don't do that really here anymore. Um, Can't even smoke in bars anymore. Yeah. Whenever I, you know, like even when I um, smoked, I would I felt wrong smoking inside. You know, <laughs> there's people who smoke in their houses and I think. I have no problem with people who smoke, but people who smoke in their own houses, I think might be a little crazy. Angina, <laughs> <laughs> do you smoke? I don't. I, I, I vape. Mm. What, what are you I'm, vaping? Is it tobacco or is it weed? No, no, no. It's just tobacco, but I'm, I'm slightly going mm-hmm. to quit slow, slowly, okay. slowly. Like, I was on cigarettes back back in like two years ago. Now I'm on vape. I just can't with the finger, the smell yeah. in the fingernails. That's the worst part of it for me. Like I can't deal with the fingernails. Like you would be doing something and then you're like, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I've had. Had a- <laughs> I do. I, I, I prefer eating it. Oh, well, you're in Seattle. I'm sure you could maybe try it while you're there. You're insane. Um, Yeah, (laughs) you might be able to find some weed in Seattle. (laughs) Um, I... I've had an on again, off again relationship with vaping. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm like the children that the the, the tobacco companies are trying to appeal to because every Mm -hmm. time there's a new flavor, I want to try it. I get excited by the colors. Mm-hmm. For three months, she smokes <laughs> this blueberry pancake vape. <laughs> and she fully did I it always smelled like syrup. <laughs> it was very popular that year. <laughs> um, Bender is now a very popular fighter. Wait, before, mm. if you were going to be a wrestler, let's just go around the room. If you were going to be a wrestler, mm. what would your persona be? Because wrestling's not that different from drag they had a conversation about this on u.s drag race last night they did um and uh it is just sort of drag for straight males who want to emulate straight males (laughs) Um, um what would you bring to the ring jinx who would you be i would be like a film noir themed femme fatale, and I'd probably be called Ooh. femme fatale or them fatale. Them you know, fatale. it depends on if I'm doing it in full drag or if I'm doing it as whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, and I would be like, really like, you know, uh, maybe I'd be painted black and white so I look like I'm in a black and white movie, and then my Makeup will come off on the other person's body throughout the match and it will be really weird. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. I think I would do just like a stoner wrestler, even though I smoke less and less weed by the day. I think I would be a stoner wrestler who um, is just, I've always got a joint in my hand and I can burn them with the joint and I don't move a lot. I think that would be my thing. El Canalibre. I like that. <laughs> uh, Pan Pan, if you were going to be a wrestler. I would definitely have a mustache that curls, probably <laughs> a beret, 
and <laughs> I would have many knives in areas that you, you would not expect it. Knives <laughs> at a wrestling match. Yes. Well, she wants to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Wow. So very you know okay so bender's fine with the matches being fixed because it means he's popular bender's yeah. you know and it doesn't take much for bender to let something go to his head mm. um so bender is immediately acting like a jerk how quickly does he get the the floozies <laughs> That's uh, quick, right, right after the montage she yeah. comes back to planet express and he has these robot floozies are these are these the same robot floozies episode to episode they look familiar. Um, I can't remember. I know that there's like some stock f- robot floozies that just like pop in when we need them. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like he's in that phase, like right after you're on Drag Race, for example, and everyone wants to fuck you for like a year. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> um, Bender enters wearing a, a white fur coat that I would totally wear. And wow, I would. Sorry, Peter. Sorry, it's Peter. obviously faux. There's like a fucking dollar sign rhinestone into the back. That's not. I don't know. In the future, though. they use whale oil to power their ships. It kind of seems like they've taken a big step backwards towards the treatment of animals. I mean, they discover poplars and just eat them without even knowing what they are. <laughs> anyway, that's later. <laughs> Bender goes to the ultimate robot fighting headquarters and it's this huge skyscraper. I don't know why they need that much real estate. Um, and the the <laughs> meeting goes, uh, you're not popular anymore. You're, you have to lose. And we're going to actually change your character. You're going to be the gender bender now. <laughs> and you have to wear this little tutu and carry As if the episode wand. wasn't... <laughs> problematic enough you know what's funny though <laughs> i actually find i find these i find this joke funny i the find it funny it's very funny <laughs> because it's all the things you know all the villains all the people they're rooting against are all things mm-hmm. that straight men would be like yeah take down the fat cats oh i want to be the one who paints uh, who beats up the the chain smoker at a at a bar you know so i can look tough in front of the ladies foreigners they took our jobs you know like it's all these like straight men nightmares the gender bender and and all he does is like call and talks to the person who's like i'm a big toughie um like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's it's funny i i it's so it's such a farce it's funny to me i think when it started working for me is when you see the commercial that we were just referencing um, for the big fight and the announcer says you loved him as Bender the Offender now get ready to hate him as he threatens your sexuality what I like about all of this like the the whole commentary on this fighting league thing is that fucking people who watch blood sport for entertainment suck <laughs> I thought the message that you got was that fans of any competition are highly fickle and you could relate to that. The thing is, is if like, I don't hate wrestling because there's so it's so camp and it is like drag. What I hate is the people who don't who don't find it entertaining for that reason. We go to the final fight. Um, they're in the ring. This is where Bender is practicing his kicks and he kicks off Hermes' brain slug. Oh, <laughs> Hermes yes. is like, oh my God, I'm finally free from the nightmare. <laughs> and Bender very politely puts the brain slug back on his head. There you go, Hermes buddy. Says, Thank you. It, it was cold it was down cold there on, on the floor. floor. <laughs> <laughs> Not even trying. Not even trying to sell it. Would you eat the brain slug even if it got all dirty when it landed on the floor? That's second rule. (laughs) (laughs) It comes to brain slugs. The five-second rule is in effect. Um, In the front row of the fight is Richard Nixon. He's sitting there with Calculon and the Emperor from the Water Planet, and Zap and Kiff are there. Um, And Richard Nixon hates the gender bender. He says, get that hippie out of the ring. Um... 
the fight starts. Bender immediately removes his tutu, which I wish he didn't do. I wish he kept it on. You yeah, know? it could have been a big win. Yeah. Win one for the gender fluid folks, even if that's not mm-hmm. how you identify in this moment. Mm-hmm. That's how the audience is perceiving you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, if you have to take that out, like it feels like you have it, it's it's it, it could have been a good celebrating moment for me. So I was like, oh, you should have kept that on. Like, why? In order to win, do you have to take that out? Like, does is that like mm. a weakness in some way? Yeah, I feel like I'm really, you know, as we examine this episode which i think has a lot of like dated um attributes (laughs) a lot of antiquated moments it kind of makes me very excited for what new futurama can be because if Mm -hmm. i think about like disenchantment and how cool that show is it's a little all over the place but at least (laughs) i feel like it's being made for this time and it's Mm. being made more mindfully um, from a lot of the same creators of the simpsons and futurama and that studio so i'm kind of really excited it's the futurama Futurama. in the past it's on netflix oh cool I have not yet. They didn't call it. <laughs> they didn't call it Pastorama, but they could have called it Pastorama. It's like mm. the exact same show, but it's in like a fantasy setting. Oh. If you need a binge on your touring, check that out. Okay. <laughs> it's on Netflix. <laughs> okay. Um, so we get into the fight. Bender's getting beat. Um, he asks Fry to throw in the towel, but Fry now has a brain slug on. And then it, it all comes down to Leela, who follows a the huge satellite dish in the corner of the ring. She follows mm-hmm. the cords underneath the ring where Fanag is controlling Destructor <laughs> with like a mocap suit. But it's so strange because why is this easier than just programming a robot to be a fighter? <laughs> and also it's a fake fight. It doesn't make any sense. But none it does it, give none us none of it has ever made any sense. <laughs> it does give us a fun, subversive sort of feminist moment where. It appears that Bender is winning the fight, but actually Leela is winning the fight and she doesn't mm. get any of the credit because she's not on the stage. Yeah. So I did like that. Mm. Well, we all know Leela can kick ass and mm-hmm. it's very exciting that she's going to kick the ass of this um, uh, misogynist. Um, but in the end, Bender ends up flattened anyway. Yes. Like, I like that, like, Bender was happy to just go along with this fake fight. Bender was happy to just, like, um, shrug Leela off when she was the only person who helped him. Um, we don't want Bender to win in the end. I'm glad yeah. that he, <laughs> except that, you know, like, the, the he, maybe he could have taken down the corrupt robot fighting league if he had won. But whatever. <laughs> you know what? I don't have any real other than the sort of uh, lowest common denominator uh, making fun of other people. I don't have a lot of issues with the Ultimate Robot Fighting League. It seems <laughs> like everyone gets into it consensually to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this staged fight. It seems fine. <laughs> it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Except it's just like rewarding um uh toxic male behavior (laughs) i know but why is there such a big audience for that that's the problem not that this thing exists because they keep making making shit for them because (laughs) they keep making shit for them you know what and and the thing is is because they think oh men wouldn't like this or men wouldn't like this this straight guy i was just sleeping with listen he watched that movie barb and star go to vista del mar could not believe how good of a movie it was he was beside himself with how good of a movie it was and he said why is this movie movie so good and i said because it was written by two women and he went (laughs) oh (laughs) um we the fight's over we already talked about it um uh leela says the important thing is i beat up someone who hurt my feelings in high school Mm -hmm. uh fry's brain slug starved to death Oh, and I forgot there's a very funny moment with the announcers. I don't know enough about Howard Cosell and Richard Little. I don't get what's going on there. But George Foreman tells this insane story of Joe Frazier, <laughs> who's a giant robot, fighting Muhammad <laughs> Ali and destroying the whole world. And this then R- Richard fascinating says, Interesting if true. Interesting, interesting if true. Listen closely, Mom. Interesting if true. 
<laughs> that's one of my favorite Futurama lines. I, I say that I, when when a drag queen comes in and s- says like why she's an hour late and she's like, Mama, I got held up in traffic, and baby, um, there was there was a there was an accident on the freeway, and Mama, I couldn't get through. And then I go, interesting, interesting, if true. If true. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, speaking of the announcers, just to end this recap, uh, we do go out on a note of the announcers, two straight men saying. I did like the way he looked in the tutu. <laughs> so I kind of liked that. Yeah, there's some, there's some good. You know, um, I love Futurama. Everyone knows that. This is not one of my favorite episodes, even though it has some of my favorite jokes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I keep coming back to Futurama is because even um, one of the least one of the least exciting episodes for me still has really great writing in it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I'm excited. That's the for end of new the recap. Futurama. That's the end of the um, recap. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's move into the seg- the segment we call the questions. Hey, the hey, let me ask you something. Wait, what's it called, Mom? We're calling the it the questioning now. Okay, the questioning. <laughs> the questioning. Hey, hey, let me ask you something. So, Pangina, first and foremost, yes. how did you enjoy this episode of Futurama? <laughs> All right. I have not seen Futurama in a long time. And today talking about it was very enlightening <laughs> for me. It's like a subculture. Um, and I have a new newfound appreciation for it. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Anytime. Um, <laughs> a- anytime. Uh, we'll talk to you about Futurama, whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Um, I almost... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we maybe tortured you a little bit today. <laughs> we made you watch this American cartoon and then we sat here and just talked at nauseum about things you didn't have much access to. And I feel like it might have been torture for you. <laughs> I have never been more confused in my life. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we do that every week. I think Pangina, she's just noticing it because she likes it so much. And we both <laughs> No, it's because I was watching Pangina seem to be in like physical distress many times throughout the episode, <laughs> like <laughs> drinking from her tiny cup, cradling herself in her chair while she was trying to understand what the fuck we were talking about and why we spent so much time talking about it. <laughs> but um, my next question is um pangina of all the characters on futurama who would you do oh for sure um i <laughs> immediately Flo. is her name Flo? Flo. <laughs> Lila? oh my god why am i calling her Flo? Lila? i'm sorry <laughs> Flo's a cool name though. With with the one eye, yes. I find her to be so sexy. I want wow. I just want to be her best friend. Um, I don't know. There's something about um Flo or Leela that I just absolutely <laughs> adore. I'm so drawn to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's hot. She's got a very uh dominating energy and you're in very good company. Courteous. Lots. Mm. I, I feel like almost I feel like 85% of our guests on season two have wanted to do Leela. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the same in 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 season one. There was a bigger, there was a broader spectrum of who wanted to do who. (laughs) Mm. But this season, it's pretty much Leela is really she's going to be tapping a lot of ass. (laughs) Yeah, she's going to fuck you and Latrice and (laughs) I think Crystal. I can't remember who. (laughs) Um, my next question for you, Pangina, is. Who of the characters from Futurama do you most identify with? I would have to say the brain slug. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like uh, do you like taking people over? Do you like controlling people, or do you just feel like uh, you're made of jelly? Isn't that what isn't that what most relationships are? <laughs> so. <laughs> taking over here let me drive we're gonna have to reach out to your boyfriend after this interview and see if he's okay (laughs) he's like writing Um, this the word help (laughs) he's in my dms right now um 
Pangina, having watched this episode of Futurama, would you watch more? Are you going to start binging it? Um, are you going to watch the new season? Have we made a new Futurama fan out of you? I definitely will be watching the new season. Uh, that's going to be coming out on Hulu. <laughs> or oh, Netflix. Hulu. Netflix or Hulu? Hulu. Yeah. It's just Hulu, potato potato. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, so is there like a community, there is a community of people who are like into it. Like there's like towns mapped out. Is it, is it like that? Do I have that understanding? I don't know a how. A Futurama fans? Yeah. There are a lot of Futurama fans, mm -hmm. but I don't know how um, like in depth the fan base has gotten into um you know what's funny is we made this podcast because we were big futurama fans and we mm -hmm. thought pretty much no one would want to listen to a queer futurama review podcast but we have quite a loyal fan base so to our listeners out there and to the people watching us on youtube thanks for making this niche market viable uh, <laughs> but there actually are quite a few futurama podcasts as well so there's got to be a fan base out there who likes talking mm. about it who likes mm. you know review going back and re-watching it the way we have but i don't think there's a lot of conspiracy theories i don't think there's a lot of like um fanatic behavior about it um i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and then that smile at the end. <laughs> gotcha. And then is there a uh, a cartoon you can recommend to us? You've you've mentioned Sailor Moon. Is there another that you might want to recommend to our audience, fans of Futurama? I mean, I love the Spirited Away the movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> do you but just not watch Miyazaki? Do you not watch much cartoons? Are, are are you like an adult adult? <laughs> I mean, I know you're a business owner. I know you're a, a TV host. Maybe there's not time in your life to get stoned and watch cartoons to the same I've never had a childhood. I've never had a childhood because um, my mom was um, an Asian mom, so I don't watch cartoons. We weren't allowed. Um, I'm so only now, joking. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to make any assumptions. Um, I was just, you know, uh, following your lead. Um, but do you think we've uncorked something in you? Do you think you're going to like be watching tons of cartoons now? I am inspired now, yeah. I'm, I'm very inspired. When I go back to Thailand, I'm going to get on Hulu even though it's um, not available in my country. I'm going to find a good VPN and I'm going to binge on Futurama. I believe Futurama uh, is on Disney Plus internationally, so you could get Disney Plus. Okay. Will you do me a favor, though? Will you try to yeah. get Aria to watch an episode of Futurama? Oh, my God. That would I will good. lure her with some wine and we'll do it. I'll let you know. <laughs> I have a feeling she'll just be turning to you like this, being like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> she does that with everything I suggest to her. So it's not, not it's nothing new. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. And I want to thank all our listeners and our viewers for watching this episode. You know, um, the one, I think one really good takeaway from this episode of Futurama, Raging Bender, is that made me realize that some people just lack what it takes to be the thing they think they should be like being a producer of this podcast. Nick thinks he's the producer of this podcast when in reality, he lacks the will of the producer. I'm the producer. So, we had an election. There was yes, a whole election. Yes, but you lack the will of the producer. And as for me, I have the will of the producer. So by default, I all. I already won. I'm the producer. Would you like you to have, have a another election? Um, no. Would you like a rematch right now? Look at that. I win again because you lack the will of the producer. I'm so, good. I, I, I care. I want to be the producer. I've been doing uh, a really but good you job. lack the will of the producer. So uh, an election would be uh, a moot point because you lack the will of the producer. So um, this is Jinx Monsoon, producer of I'm 40% podcast. Wait, wait, wait. I'm still the producer. Thinking I'm still the producer. I love being the producer. You can't take it from me. We'll just 
see how that works out. I'd like to thank our guest Pangina Heels um, from Drag Race Thailand and UK versus the world. Um, she eliminated your favorite. Let her know about it online. <laughs> 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 no, we absolutely love worst outro ever. <laughs> We're team Pan Pan. We're always team Pan Pan. Oh, yeah. I think it's reverse. We <laughs> absolutely we we have loved you in the House of Monsoon for years and years, and getting to know you in real life has just been so much fun. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. Um, Thank you. Um, next time we'll make sure we're all watching the cartoon together stoned in our underwear have a great rest of your day pan pan and nick thank you so much as as an employee of this podcast and um my co-host i'd like to thank you as your producer and i'll see you next week you're not the producer <laughs> we're not letting this happen <laughs> Wow, 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 wow,